Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's Naughtiest Theme Hour by David Hasselhoff, believe it or not, from 1975, ladies and gentlemen, from the young and the restless, however, ladies and gentlemen. And no, we're not young and restless, ladies and gentlemen. We are young and free and wide awake, shall we say, however. Welcome to Wrestling Revisited, ladies and gentlemen, September 18, 2018, 9 18, ladies and gentlemen. And I am your host, the Iceman, Jared DiGirolamo. Uh, 1-605-562-0444, however. 139926-pound, and you can join us right now to 8 o'clock. How are we expecting King NWO, Gerard T. Smith, and also possibly the human suplex machine, John Gross, however, as well. And we might also have a surprise as well. You never know. But, folks, you picked a good night to be here at Wrestling Revisit, of course, and we're going to talk a lot about what's going on in the world of wrestling tonight, ladies and gentlemen. But before we do, we want to remind you, of course, coming up at 9 o'clock tonight, ladies and gentlemen, join us, however, for a revolution where we'll be talking about Hell in a Cell and also, ladies and gentlemen, of course, what happened on last night's Monday Night Raw show, if you will. John Gross, of course, will have the birthdays and dates today as he does every day here on the TalkShoe Radio Network. I, along with King NWO Gerard T. Smith, will be supplying the headline news of the day, if you will. Now, as you know, a lot has happened in the last 48 hours, ladies and gentlemen, and we'll talk about it right now. Of course, it all started, of course, Sunday night at Hell in a Cell with the return of the Beast. Yes, folks, the Beast incarnate, if you will, with his advocate, Paul Heyman, definitely made an impact towards the main event involving Roman Reigns and Braun Strowman on Sunday night, ladies and gentlemen. And we found out 24 hours later, however, he did so for a reason. Coming up, however, in two months, ladies and gentlemen, in Saudi Arabia. Yes, folks, we will be returning to Saudi Arabia once again, ladies and gentlemen, as the WWE will be doing a live event there. However, on Friday, November 2nd, ladies and gentlemen, four days after the women's pay-per-view, if you will, ladies and gentlemen, it will be entitled, however... uh, I'm trying to think here. I I just saw the name of it, so bear with me, folks. But before we do, folks, we want to tell you, however, that Monday Night Raw ratings this week did not do so well. 
In fact, however, they scored a 1.8 this week, down from the 1.87 the week before, as the NFL Monday night game between Chicago and Seattle delivered 11.7 million viewers for ESPN. And the Emmy Awards, however, on a rare Monday night for NBC, scored 10.2 million viewers. Now, last year's Raw did a 1.95, however, 2.83 million viewers. This week, of course, the viewership dipped to 2.67 after being a 2.75 a week ago, if you will, on the go-home show live from New Orleans. But last night in Dallas, Raw tanked a little bit, dropping to a 1.8. We will talk more about this in just a moment, so please bear with us. We'll be back in 30 seconds. Okay, we're back now, ladies and gentlemen, and sorry about that. However, uh, as well, we have got a lot to talk about, of course, as you know. Last night, of course, the big announcement, of course, as we said last night, ladies and gentlemen, was announced, however, that Friday, November 2nd, however, in Saudi Arabia, ladies and gentlemen, however, for the big event, however, that will be decided, however, mind you, for the championship, however, at the show that has been called Crown Jewel, if you will. There will be only one winner to be decided, however, involving who will be the Universal Champion, if you will. In addition to that, ladies and gentlemen, coming up tonight however, in Tulsa, Oklahoma, however, the Mixed Match Challenge will start, and here are the matches that have been listed. AJ Styles and Charlotte Flair will be teaming up to take on Jimmy Uso and Naomi. And just announced earlier today, however, replacing Alexa Bliss, however, who apparently is still banged up from her match with Ronda Rousey from Sunday night in San Antonio, if you will. Ember Moon, the war goddess, will be teaming up with the monster among men, Braun Strowman. So, uh, war goddess slash monster among men, however, looking to take out KO and Natalia, of course, team, uh, Ogre and Cat Lady, if you will, ladies and gentlemen, coming up tonight. And right now I see joining us on the line, ladies and gentlemen, to talk more about this in more detail is the human suplex machine from Front Row, Virginia, my tag team partner on Raw Radio, Mr. John Gross. John, welcome to Revisit. Okay, I know what this means, Yeah, Michael. Hi, Michael. Michael, Michael, Michael. <laughs> What's going on, John? How you doing tonight? Not much, Michael. Not much. Well, we got the ratings for Raw, and I think you're going to be in, uh, a little bit disappointed, shall we say? Why, Michael? Well, apparently, Raw viewership this week went from 2.75 million last week to 2.67. In addition to that, Raw dipped from a 187 to a 18 this week. The NFL game, of course, delivered 11.7 million viewers for ESPN, and the Emmy Awards, however, on a rare Monday night, produced 10.2 million viewers for NBC. Now, considering next week you're going up against Monday Night Football between Pittsburgh and Tampa Bay, which, of course, our good friend in Florida and myself will have a little wager on that game, of course, coming up later on next week. We'll talk more about that on Raw Radio next Monday. We also have the premiere of The Big Bang Theory. 
Plus, they will be in Denver, Colorado for the first of two nights, of course. The following week, they will be in Portland and Seattle before they go to Australia, of course, coming up three weeks from this Saturday. The Big Bang Theory, Michael. The Big Bang Theory, Michael. Big Bang thing there, JBL. Yes. And, of course, uh, also, we just talked about the Crown Jewel announcement, of course, coming up on November 2nd, four days after the women's pay-per-view. So, we have... Four pay-per-views within the span of a five-week stretch. I have got to get your take on this. Big Bang Theory, Michael. Michael, 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 Michael. Why didn't they pay JBL to be there, Michael? Why didn't they pay JBL to be at the World Cup, Michael? And why didn't they pay me to be at the Super Showdown, Michael? Michael, or Evolution, Michael? (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, this this right now spells trouble in my eyes. The WWE is really hurting. Earlier today, we also understand that WWE officials and Impact officials met, we understand, about something. In fact, we're getting a report on this, however. There was a meeting, however, that Mike Johnson reports it was a general meeting did not pertain to a sale of the Impact company or its tape library to WWE. Johnson reported that Impact sort of stressed that neither the company nor the library were for sale. It was also noted that Vince McMahon did not sit on the meeting with the WWE team, however. I've got to ask you, what's your take on this? What you talking about, Myrtle? TNA? Is TNA going to take over our jobs now, Myrtle? Well, I don't know, but... I know it's going to be very interesting, however. I mean, I know it's going to be very interesting to watch, however. But uh, overall, however, I just, I, I mean, I got to get your take. This is this is uh, a little alarming, to say the least, that WWE would uh, do something like this, however. Especially, however, of what's going on, however. Yeah, Michael. Yeah, Michael. It's really bad. Really bad, Michael. Yes, yes indeed. And, of course, ladies and gentlemen, we will have an update, however, more on this story at the 9 o'clock hour. Also tonight, as we said, however, we have some surprises in store for you tonight as well. We don't know exactly what they are, but we will tell you coming up this Thursday, Wolfpack Radio, of course, will be back in its normal time slot at 9 p.m., ladies and gentlemen. Of course, 138-521-POUND. Be sure to check that out, of course, ladies and gentlemen. Of course, Friday night we'll be on with Revolution as well as tomorrow night, 138055-POUND, of course, at 9 p.m., of course, the pa- uh, debate will be on at 8 o'clock, one three nine nine two five pounds However, ladies and gentlemen, as we will have interesting debate discussions, however, ladies and gentlemen. And uh, ladies and gentlemen, we just found out moments ago, however, that coming up, of course, Monday, November 12th, however, the Monday before Survivor Series and one week before the Los Angeles show, Monday Night Raw will be coming to you live from the Sprint Center in the ribeye capital of the world, Kansas City, Missouri, however, at the Sprint Center. Tickets will go on sale this Friday. That's right, this Friday, ladies and gentlemen, in KC. In addition to that, however, Saturday, November 24th, the Saturday after Thanksgiving, ladies and gentlemen, Starcade, however, will be coming to you live from the Queen City of Ohio. Yes, folks, no, not Charlotte, North Carolina, the other Queen City, ladies and gentlemen, however, it will be Cincinnati, Ohio, ladies and gentlemen. Of course, that'll be coming up uh, on Saturday, November 24th, however. Why didn't they put Starcade in there, Michael? Why didn't they put Starcade in Carolina, Michael? I, I, got, I was wondering that, too, How I don't think it's uh, right. I agree, However, but tickets will go on sale this Saturday, of course, or excuse me, this Friday for the event, however, that will be held in Kansas City, or, or excuse me, Cincinnati, Ohio. And then, ladies and gentlemen, November 26th. Yes, folks, November 26th, however, 
Monday Night Raw will be coming to you live. However, we'll tell you in just a minute, but we will tell you that tomorrow night you can meet the Good Brothers, Gallows and Anderson, ladies and gentlemen, at Camden Yards in Baltimore as they will be attending the Orioles game before tomorrow night's festivities at 7 p.m. They will be signing, I believe, autographs from 5 to 6.30 just outside the ball yard, if you will, ladies and gentlemen, as they will be talking to the fans there in Baltimore. And then, of course, a week from today at the Cricket Wireless Store in Littleton just outside Denver, you can meet the Miz, if you will. As we will be signing autographs there earlier today, you could have met Seamus at the Cricket Wireless Store in Tulsa, if you will, if you were in that neck of the woods. And this Saturday, of course, in Pittsburgh, you can meet the bar boys, Seamus and Cesaro. Now, also, ladies and gentlemen, we just found out moments ago, as we said, November 26th, we know where we're going to be as of right now. How we, I believe we're going to be either in Green Bay, Wisconsin, however, the home of Mr. Anderson, if you will, or possibly Des Moines, Iowa, however, the Monday after Thanksgiving. So that is where we're going to be. But, of course, we already told you where we're going to be next week, ladies and gentlemen, with two days of uh, TV tapings next week in the Mile High City. And then Monday, October 1st, ladies and gentlemen, we start off October with a big bang, no pun intended, if you will, in Seattle. Yes, folks, Seattle, Washington, the Emerald City, if you will, the home of the Space Needle, Pike's Fish Market, and Starbucks, if you will, with Monday Night Raw. Tuesday, October 2nd, we'll be at the Moda Center in Portland, Oregon. Then we head to uh, Melbourne, Australia, before we come back in and hit Monday Night Raw in Chicago and Indy. And then we head to Philly and Washington for the big 1000 show. And already we have heard reports that big names will be showing up at the 1000 show, including Ray Mysterio, Michelle McCool, Daniel Bryan, uh, the Undertaker is supposed to be there, and others. And speaking of Monday, October 1st, ladies and gentlemen, we just found this out as we were coming on the air, however, last weekend. We'll tell you about it again, ladies and gentlemen. If you're in the Tukula, Washington area, just outside of Seattle, at 387 Strander Boulevard in Tukula, two weeks on Monday, come meet Dolph Ziggler. Yes, folks, the show-off will be signing autographs that Monday morning in Tukula at the Cricket Wireless Store from 11 to 1, taking photos and getting you autographs, however, all you fans in the Emerald City. So, folks, it is going to be a very interesting time, to say the least. And I see now joining us on the line, ladies and gentlemen, how is our friend from the Sunshine State, if you will, where things are hopefully warm and toasty down there, ladies and gentlemen. It is everyone's favorite person, ladies and gentlemen. It is the rattlesnake, Ren Ryan Fitzpatrick's next-door throwing neighbor, if you will. He is Mr. Anel Patel. Anel, welcome to Wrestling Revisit. you got John and myself on tonight. Okay. Uh, what's, what's going on, John? Well, not much, man. Not much. Well, John was doing, before you came on the air, and now his best JBL voice tower, and I was telling him, however, that uh, we had uh, some news to come up, however. We were discussing a little bit about the uh, big uh, thing in Saudi Arabia, of course. Also, I mentioned a little bit of the Mixed Match Challenge. Uh, we did find out also, as I mentioned to John also, and I'll tell you now, Anel, the rating has now been announced for Raw tonight, last night's show. They went to a 1-8. This week, they dropped from 187 to 18, and the reason why they had 11.7 million viewers for ESPN for last night's Monday Night Football game. 10.2 million watched the Emmy Awards on ESPN, however, so that is why they took a little bit of a hit last night. But uh, I want to get your take, and John, I'll come back to you in a moment. How you and I talked offline earlier today about this, how about the big showdown in Saudi Arabia? I mean. I already said how I think WWE is doing way too much as far as pay-per-views go. I mean, you got two pay-per-views coming up in October. you got two more coming up in November and one in December. So you got five more shows the rest of the way. I've got to get your take, however, on this whole thing. I mean, is WWE going way overboard with their pay-per-view uh, calendar this year in your eyes? Oh, uh, for sure, you know. Um, like, most of most of these uh, pay-per-view names are kind of uh, 
Sporky and like uh, the booking, like we said, you know, it's it's been kind of um, out of shape. You know, like we're getting the same feuds over and over, and this time in Super Showdown, just like uh, the other show we um, uh, go on, he said, um, you know, we have a lot of three on three matches, two on two matches, you know, things like that. Like the, there's not a lot of um, mixture in the in the pay reviews. Just the same old, you know, stuff that we see on the daily basis. Certainly. Certainly. Very, very good point indeed. Very good point. John, uh, what's your take about this whole ordeal? Oh, my horror. I agree with Anil on the same thing. Yeah, yeah I, th- I think we get no argument from me either. Uh, no question about it. And I do have another story to report here, folks, ladies and gentlemen. According to report, however, and this is from PWInsider.com, you're going to like hearing this story, guys. Tammy Sitch is slated to be paroled from the Carbon Correctional Facility, however, in the next couple weeks. She has been held there since late March, however, after she was extradited from the Monmouth County Correctional Facility in New Jersey to Carbon County. She has also been held in New Jersey since being arrested several weeks before after failing to appear in court for two DUI arrests in New Jersey earlier this year. Um, overall, Howard, John, I've got to get your take, however. Is this the right decision by uh, these people to let her out of jail? Because in my opinion, I think she should be still in jail and staying there for a good while. I think she should still be in jail. I would definitely agree. I would definitely agree. There's no question about it. And now, what's your take on the matter? Um, what's the story again? Tammy Lynn Sitch, apparently, according to reports, has going to be paroled in the next couple of weeks from the Carbon County Correctional Facility in my neck of the in Pennsylvania, where she has been held since late March in the first week of October. She has been there for several months after she was extradited from the Monmouth County Correctional Facility in New Jersey to Carbon County. She had been held in New Jersey since being arrested several weeks before after failing to appear in court for two DUI arrests in New Jersey earlier this year. Um, so you said so you said Spears? Is it Jamie what? Jamie Lynn? Jamie Lynn Sitch. Jamie Lynn Sitch, yeah. Jamie Lynn Sitch, huh? Who's, yeah. Who, who is that, though? Who is that? Uh, she used to be the artist formerly known as Sunny. She was sort of like she was sort of like a diva who was a little uh, had a little bit of issues with drugs and alcohol. She was with Chris Candido and that, uh, but um, she uh, definitely uh, has uh, had her issues over the years in wrestling. And speaking of issues, guys, uh, you're like this. Go ahead. No, I was saying um, I I think I've heard of her, but like I said, I've, I've never watched any uh, any wrestling matches, so I, so I can't care to comment on it, but I mean, I guess, I guess if she gets, uh, you know, parole, like you said, I hope she basically learns from her lesson. You know, it's, it's good to make a mistake, but I hope you learn from them the next time. So let's hope for the best for her now. Yeah, I would agree. I would definitely agree. No question about it. And speaking of which, however, we understand that Baron Corbin recently spoke with Inside the Ropes for an interview during SummerSlam, however, and uh, Lex Luthor had plenty to say, however, mind you. And one of the comments he said, however, on being named the constable, well, this is what he said, one of the comments in the interview. I don't think I've ever heard the term constable before, so I wasn't sure. But the cool thing is, Stephanie's my boss. She appointed me in my spot, so essentially I can take it as whatever I wanted with no repercussions. Who's going to punch me? Kurt's not going to punch me. Stephanie's definitely not. I just think it makes me untouchable and allows me to have a lot of fun with it. I can go out there and sing a little lullaby to Finn if I want or cause some mayhem. I don't have to answer to anybody. What is your take on the comments here, Finn, or not Finn, uh, Corbin made here in your eyes, John? Oh, he's asking for it. He's definitely asking for it. I would agree. I would agree, especially after what happened. 
uh, last night, of course, on Monday Night Raw, which we'll talk about here in just a moment. Inel, what's your take on Corbin's comments here? Oh, uh, yeah, so, so I did read something about that earlier. I was reading about him doing an interview about his uh, general manager position. I think it's it's a bad idea because, like I said, he doesn't he can't fight worth anything. You know, you saw what what Roman did to him last night, which was kind of hilarious. You know, it's good to see uh, Baron Corbin being put in his place. But as far as him being general manager, like I said, it's so it's so weird to to see him in that spot because you know he he's not really making good matches. If if I uh, can comment on that, like um, like Paige is doing a SmackDown, right? So we'll we'll watch SmackDown Fine. closely tonight, but. As far as, you know, uh, Raw goes, yeah, it's a mess totally. Like, even if you have a general manager, I don't think uh, the matches will, will make a difference. It's going to be the same old boring stuff we would watch, you know. Yeah, yeah, very, very good point both of you guys brought up. And speaking of which, however, I just mentioned, of course, Brock Lesnar getting a seven-figure paycheck, of course, after what happened on Sunday night. How I know a lot of people, however, have a lot of take on this, however, so uh, this time I'll start with you and Nell, however. Your thoughts, however, involving uh, the return, however, Mr. Lesnar. Um, well, like I said, we, we all have our uh, different opinions about him. But uh, my opinion is, like I said, he, he used to be good back in the, um, I guess, I can say attitude era or, or you know, ruthless aggression era where, where he used to really come on TV, you know. He used to uh, beat people up uh, and get his way to a title match with The Rock, which was kind of cool, that um, in that one pay-per-view, Rock versus Brock. But um, it was cool back in the day where he used to not mind wrestling, but now it's like he just comes for beating people up. Like, that's what he says he comes for, just tacking people from behind, just, you know, making a statement, and then he goes home. Like you saw last night, he was a coward and didn't show up and said he had his little buddy for a good 20 years now, Paul Heyman, you know, do the talking for him because Brock doesn't know how to keep a filter when he talks. You saw him last time. He said the B word in front of the whole world, and, you know, that's that's good. He they don't give him a mic because he doesn't have a filter when he speaks. He just says uh-huh. a lot of explicit words. Even even when he came to the UFC and, um, you know, uh, confronted Daniel Cormier, he didn't have a, a, a filter that time because, like, like you said, you know, um, uh, the UFC president, you know, he doesn't care if you curse or anything like that. You know, he he like he likes the explicit language as it is. So it's it's different on both brands. You know, WWE likes to keep it PG, and UFC likes to keep it violent, and rightfully so. They they show violence in their matches too. So, um, but yeah, I think I think it was Brock being back was was kind of a surprise, but I think it's. It's not going to change anything. It's just going to be, you know, him going for the title he lost. And if he loses again, then then let's see if he really goes to UFC. Because I thought, I told you last night, I thought he left for good. But no, he had to see his presence again. It was kind of yeah. BS, you know. I thought he left for good. Yeah, I agree. Especially um, after so. what happened. I, I know you're right. You bring up a very good point. Yeah, I would agree. I mean, especially after what happened uh, there Sunday night, however, when Paul Heyman, however, showed up. However, I mean, I thought it was ridiculous, however, that he actually had the balls to show up, no pun intended, however, uh, there Sunday night, however, especially three weeks after being 
told Howard that he would not get another opportunity. Uh, Kurt Angle had told Paul Heyman that his client would not get another opportunity. So now, I mean, we're going to have to wait and see what happens, but very good points indeed, no question about it. John, what's your take about the return of Brock Lesnar and now the showdown coming up in Saudi Arabia? I am generously agreeing with Anil. Yes, yes. Well, like I said, we're going to have to wait and see, guys. I mean, personally, in my opinion, I think him coming back was a big mistake. However, I don't know why they had to have him come back. It just it does not make any sense to me at all. It just, it's ridiculous if you ask me. So, I mean, we'll have to wait and see. Uh, I'll be back in about a minute, guys, so hold on a second. What's up, lady? What was that? Uh, what? What was that, Anil? What, John? I heard something from you. What was that? Um, it's just probably background noise. Um, because I have closets near my room, and so some someone might have opened one of those. So it's just it might have been that noise. Oh, I. See. But. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, what a what a game we had last night. I don't know if JD mentioned a little football, but yeah, Bears escaped uh, a seven point win. So that was that was pretty. Yeah, crazy. I was going to ask you guys that question next. That was going to be my next topic, that, guys. Yeah. I was just going to talk about that next. Hour. Yeah, the big uh, game that um, happened last night how, between Seattle and Chicago. However, yeah, Chicago coming out with a big win, of course, twenty one fourteen, of course. But we know that this week, however, we're going to have a very, very interesting uh, Monday night game coming up between mm-hmm. the Tampa Bay Bucks and Mr. Fitzpatrick against uh, the Steel Curtain, <laughs> who, of course, let's just say is anything but uh, blasting out anything and everything right now Steel-related. I mean, you heard Le'Veon Bell earlier today was on a jet ski in Miami. A lot of people are not happy about mm. that. I mean, a lot of people are absolutely miffed about that, to say the least, however. And then a lot of people... Also talking about what happened with the Antonio Brown issue. He says, trade me, trade me, trade me. And then all of a sudden his agent says at the last minute he was kind of blown off steam and he didn't mean anything by it. So, I mean, things are getting very ugly up here, to say the least. And, of course, uh, we've got some other games coming up this week, including, of course, the Jets and the uh, uh, was it the Jets and the Browns this Thursday night, of course, if you will. However, we'll see how that goes. However, they play Thursday night, of course, in Cleveland. And then, of course, this Sunday, of course, it will be the Patriots and Tom Brady traveling to Detroit to take on the Lions. Uh, of course, Josh Gordon just hired by the Patriots yesterday as he was traded by Cleveland to, uh, let's just say, uh, them, of course, yesterday for a fifth-round draft pick. Uh, some other games of note, however, some good college games actually coming up this week, however. Uh, they include, however... Mm. Stanford and Oregon, that is going to be a great matchup on Saturday night at 8 o'clock in prime time. Uh, also, of course, this week will be Nebraska and Michigan at high noon. Clemson and Georgia Tech at 3.30. Uh, 
Uh, let's see here. What else? We got Texas A&M and Alabama. That's going to be a really good game in Tuscaloosa. I think. Ooh, yeah, that, yeah, the game. yeah. That's the game to watch this week on CBS. Yeah, that's going to be a good game. That's pretty good. Yes, it is. That'll be a very good game. Uh, Arkansas and Auburn, that should be interesting. Auburn, of course, trying to uh, get back on the winning edge, of course, after losing last week, only dropped a couple spots. The Battle of Texas, TCU versus the Longhorns. Uh, Michigan State and Indiana. Uh, Wisconsin and Iowa, that's another good game. 8.30, of course, on Fox Saturday night. Uh, like I said, of course, Stanford and Oregon, 8 o'clock ABC. Uh, but, uh, like I said, Texas A&M and Alabama at 3.30. Nebraska and Michigan at high noon. Uh, Georgia, Missouri at uh, noon on uh, Saturday. Friday night, we got a doubleheader for you, of course, this week. Of course, it will be UCF, Central Florida, taking on Florida Atlantic, if you will. I believe that's the game, however. Let me just double-check to be sure here. No, it'll be Central Florida. Yeah, it'll be Central Florida and uh, Florida Atlantic. And then Penn State will be playing Illinois at 9 p.m. this week. I'm trying to see if your boys are in action, John. I don't know who they get. Notre Dame, of course, will be playing Wake Forest also at noon. Uh, this week, so uh, we got some interesting games coming up this week, folks. I'm telling you what, it's gonna be a very interesting. Uh, um, yeah, I'm actually, yeah, I'm actually a, uh, I'm actually a, an, uh, a UF fan. I, I used, I used to be a USF. I used to be a Bulls fan, but I think, uh, I think Gators have impressed me for for the last couple of years now. So I think. Yeah, they got, the, ten, they, got, they, got a, are, they got a date with Tennessee this week. They got a big date with Tennessee this week. That's gonna be a big game for them. They got a big test this week with Tennessee. Uh, like I said, they got a very interesting game this week uh, coming up this week. That's going to be a very interesting test this week, however. They got uh, the Tennessee Volunteers this week, however, in action. Uh, let's see here. I'm looking here. Uh, I'm trying to see who uh, Virginia Tech. I think Virginia Tech has a, let's see, I think they have an easy game this week. Let's take a look here. We'll pull up the schedule here. Uh, Virginia Tech plays. Hold on a second. I'll tell you in a minute here. I'm looking at their schedule for next year already. Why am I doing that? I have no idea. Uh, <laughs> schedule. Yeah. I'm trying to get the schedule this year. Here, hold on a second. I'm just looking here. Uh, here we go. This no week bad. they get uh, Old Dominion. They'll be at Old Dominion this week. How oh. are folks? And they're back home against Duke. And then they play Notre Dame in two weeks. So, John, your boys got a couple uh, a couple weeks for a big test against Notre Dame. Of course, the big one on November 10th will be at Pittsburgh. And then the following week, Miami Ooh. comes to town. So you got some big games coming up there uh, this year with the Hokies. Uh, the one game I can tell you about, how that is a Thursday night game, is the 25th against Georgia Tech. That'll be at Lane Stadium, as we said. However, now uh, you talk about UCF. However, let's talk about them real quick. Uh, of course, uh, where's Pitt? I just saw them. Hold on a second. We'll pull Pitt again. Uh, da, 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 da. <laughs> Hold on a second. However, UCF. Here we go. UCF, of course, this week will be playing host uh, to Florida Atlantic, as I said, Friday night. They will then be playing Pittsburgh next Saturday at 3.30 at Spectrum Stadium. Then they play SMU at Memphis at East Carolina. So that's their schedule upcoming, if you will. And, of course, after Pitt plays, uh, like I said, however, uh, Central Florida next week, they will be back home on the 6th of October with the date against the Orange of Syracuse. Then they go to Notre Dame. That's going to be a tough game. They're off the phone, but then they play Duke at home and at Virginia on a short week before a date with Virginia Tech in their last home game of the year. And that, of course, is on Senior Day, Saturday, November 10th, while homecoming is set for uh, three weeks from uh, this Saturday on the day of the women's pay-per-view, or the Australian pay-per-view, October 6th. And speaking of the Australian pay-per-view, by the way, 
as I mentioned yesterday on Raw Radio, ladies and gentlemen. That pay-per-view will be starting, however, ladies and gentlemen, at 5 in the morning. That's right, 5 a.m. Eastern Standard Time to Pacific Time, however. However, And as far as the Australian, like I said, however, like I said, however, uh, as far as the uh, Saudi Arabia show goes, I mean, we saw it start in the afternoon last time. I would imagine they're going to do uh, the same time, however, mind you, however, um, this time, but you never know, however. But we'll have to wait and see. But like I said, folks, like I said, we just announced that oh, coming up just, on Friday, yeah, just November to point out, yeah, just a Oh, sorry about that. No, I just wanted to point out something. Um, so, so I know me, so I know my team and your team has has a has a uh, matchup on Monday, but uh, uh, your boys and Chad's boys in college have a have a date on Saturday. Yes, Pitt in North Carolina down there in Chapel Hill. That is correct. You are right. Yeah. Uh, Twelve thirty. Oh yeah. Uh, they of course. I'm surprised they're going to get. I'm going to try. They're trying to get this game in. I hear. However, uh, like I said, however, we'll have to. Wait. Like I said, huh? oh, it's uh, so you're saying it's a, it's gonna be a weather yeah. delay or something, or? Uh, I think I haven't heard what it's gonna be like. How, like I said, like okay. I said, how I'm not real sure how. I'm just checking some. My friend put a picture up of her uh, two dogs, dogs out there, just uh, kind of giving her the brush off hour and just like ignore. It's pretty funny, but they're they're cool dogs. So. <laughs> Uh, her one her one dog's named Wilbur and the other one's named Hoagie. And of course, Hoagie's a little rascal, and he loves to cause trouble wherever he goes. He has his own Facebook page called Hoagie and Friends. His mom uh, pitch, pictures of him. He's a sweet boy. But anyway, uh, she uh, his her daughter actually put a like I said, how just put some uh, funny stuff of him. Like I said, however, um, and like I yeah, said, so, how uh, he's a yeah, and so for the Gators, yeah, so. I- so I don't know if you so I don't know if you mentioned the Gator schedule. Yeah, we're yeah we're after Tennessee. It's gonna be pretty rough for us too. Um, so we have number fourteen Mississippi State, and then we have LSU. Oh wow, we always have problems with LSU. Um, LSU we have Vanderbilt and then number two Georgia. Yeah, Georgia is um right, and then Georgia is on a roll right now. So Georgia's gonna give us a a tough uh, taste of medicine right here. Yeah, Georgia to me might be the toughest team out there right now. I think, I mean, everyone talks all, every year how Bama's all good in that, and they always are good. Don't don't get discredited. I mean, yeah, I'm looking at Florida right now. And next year, I'll tell you, I'm looking mm-hmm. at Florida schedule next year. Oh, geez, looking ahead, however, this is Florida schedules next year already, however, for 2019. They open up with Miami. Then they play UT Martin at Kentucky, home mm-hmm. against Tennessee, home against Towson, home against Auburn, at LSU, at South Carolina, home oh. against Georgia, Vanderbilt on at home, mm-hmm. however, uh, at Mizzou, and then home against Florida State. That's their schedule for 2019. This year, mm-hmm. like you said, yeah, Florida however, State, yeah, Florida you got State you got awesome, Mississippi yeah. State, yeah, you got Mississippi State in two weeks. However, the 29th, the LSU game, I guarantee that's going to be one of two times. That's either going to be a 3:30 game in Gainesville at uh, Steve Spurrier Stadium or Ben Hill mm-hmm. Griffith Stadium. Or it's going to come to a point where it's going to be at 8 o'clock, however, and they want that game on CBS's primetime Saturday night game or ABC. It's going to be one of those two. But like you said, later right. in September or later October, you got a game with uh, Georgia, and uh, you close it out with Florida State. South Carolina, mm. of course, will be at home in Gainesville this year. 
Plus, you play Idaho the week before in Mizzou, right. which is homecoming. I'll mm-hmm. tell you right now, you get by LSU and you get by Georgia. However, Florida State still doesn't impress me. If you beat Georgia Ooh. and LSU, you could be winning the SEC. That's going to be tough. I mean, both are home games. Well, Georgia's technically a home yeah, game. Yeah, that's yeah, that's a hard day. Hard. But if yeah, you beat, hard, but if you beat LSU, uh, yeah, that's again. tough. Yeah, Georgia always has – the lately Georgia the last five or six years has had Florida's number. I'll tell you right now, if you beat LSU, and I'm telling you this right now, you beat LSU at the Swamp in your backyard, Howard, you could challenge Alabama for that SEC title. Mm. You really could. It's going to be tough. Wow. I mean, Alabama's still the team right. to beat, I feel. But LSU, I'm looking at LSU's schedule real quick. And, John, I'll get to your schedule in a minute, too, the way I see Virginia Tech. Uh, LSU after uh, – well, this week they got Louisiana Tech. They got Ole Miss the week after, then Florida, then and then uh, this is funny for LSU. They play Louisiana Tech this week, then they play Ole Miss at home again, then they play at Florida, then they're home against Georgia. Mm-hmm. So three of the next really, really those two games don't count. The sixth and the thirteenth, those can, and then here's here's another one. They play Bama at home. Take those three games into consideration right there: Georgia, Bama, and Florida. You win two of those three games at home, especially against Georgia and Bama. You're sitting pretty in that SEC West division. You could really hold off Auburn. You beat Auburn last week, barely, at Auburn. But I'll tell you right now, you beat Georgia and you beat Bama in your backyard, Howard, like you beat Auburn this past last Saturday. You're going to be playing for that SEC Western division title. You're going to hold off Auburn and challenge Florida or in Alabama, or Georgia, come December in Atlanta. You will. I'll tell you that right now. Plain and simple. That's the way I see it. Now, to the ACC, uh, with Virginia Tech, however, Virginia Tech has to get by Pittsburgh. They always seem to struggle with Pittsburgh, and Pitt always seems to struggle in Blacksburg. Mm. But I will say this. Virginia Tech did defeat Florida State this year to start out the year. That was a big statement they made early. But I'll tell you right now, if you beat Pittsburgh in Pittsburgh and then you play Miami the following week at home, if you beat Miami at home, just like you beat Florida State to start out the year, and you beat Notre Dame in a couple weeks at home, you could win that ACC Central. I'm telling you right now, you can beat, hold off Miami. You can hold off Pittsburgh. Hell, you could hold off maybe possibly Georgia Tech. You beat those three teams. Like I said, you beat Miami and Georgia Tech and Notre Dame at home. And you beat Pittsburgh here. You're going to win that division. You're going to win that division straight up, especially if you hold off Miami, because I still think Miami's not all that great yet. I don't think Miami's been tested yet. And I'm looking at Miami's schedule right now. They get Florida and FIU this week. Then they get North Carolina next Thursday on a short week. The only game I see them having a tough time with right now might be that Florida State game in a couple weeks. At home. But I'll tell you right now, you get past Florida State and you get past North Carolina, you could definitely hold off. You're definitely going to have to hold off Virginia Tech. The thing is, you're going to have to go to Blacksburg the week before Thanksgiving to win that game. And I know just like Pittsburgh, they always struggle in Virginia. Because Virginia Tech is a very dangerous team at home and they can play very well with their crowds. John, you know this for a fact, I'm sure. But I'll tell you right now, I said yes, about I a month and a half ago, two months. Yeah, I said a couple months ago that Virginia Tech-Miami were going to give neck-and-neck chase in that ACC Central. In the East, however, I still think the team to beat right there is Clemson. 
I really do. I think Clemson is a dangerous, dangerous team. And Clemson can scare you very quickly because they can really get in that, their crowd can get into it very, very fast. I mean, you saw what happened, uh, even though they lost to Pittsburgh a couple years ago. I'm looking at their schedule right now. Clemson, to me, has no one tough on their schedule this year. No one that really jumps out of me, except maybe the Florida State game at the end of October. They get, they get Georgia Tech this week. They should run all over them in Atlanta, but you never know. They get Syracuse the week after and Wake Forest. Then they get the bye. They get NC State. Um, really, technically, three of their next, really, five games are away. Or at home. Or away. But looking ahead, however, down the stretch, three of your last four games are home. The only game that you're not home with in November is Boston College. I'll tell you right now, like I said this, and I'm going to keep on saying and I'll say it again. You beat Florida State in late October in, your, in a very hostile place like Tallahassee. You go down to Tallahassee and beat the Knowles in their backyard, you're going to win that ACC East. I'm telling you right now, there's no one who's going to candle to them. Not Florida State, not Georgia Tech, and definitely, definitely not Boston College. There's no way in hell. Florida State, looking at them, they get Northern, Northern Illinois this week, then they go to Louisville and they play Miami. They're right now 1-2. and two. They're struggling right now. They're really, really struggling. They're going to have to really, really hunker down because I'm looking ahead to their schedule. I mean, you got Miami the first week of October in a couple weeks at, at Miami. That's going to be tough. You're home against Clemson, but then you go to Notre Dame in late November, and then you're home against Florida. So you're going to have to find a way to win all four of those games if you really want to challenge Clemson in that division. I don't see it happening. I really don't. Like I said, especially if you're going down to Miami and playing the Canes in a very hostile environment like Miami. Miami always seems to have the Knowles number. And I'll tell you right now, I have not been sold on Florida State the last couple of years, and I'm still not sold on them. I mean, four or five years ago, I would have said yes, they would have. Challenged, they, they they were still the kings of the ACC Eastern Division, holding off teams like Clemson, North Carolina, and Duke. Now, they're maybe right, like, at best. Right, like uh, good. Right, like I'm saying, like Florida State used to be good with uh with Winston. Like I said, like uh with Tampa, it's a whole different story. Mm-hmm. But with Florida State, yeah, when James Winston was on that field, number three. You bet you Florida State will come out with a W. But now they're having, you know, quarterback issues uh, in Florida State, so they're just trying to work that out. Right. You know, right. They're uh, not only having a little bit of that, though. they're having a little bit of coaching. Right. They're having a little coaching issues with Willie Taggart too. Willie Taggart is having a tough go at it right now. And like I said, those four games this year, at Miami, at home against Clemson, at Notre Dame, and home against Florida. You don't win them four. You might as well just say it's a mm. lost year. And I'll tell you right now, right. I have a feeling you're going to lose maybe three of those four. Because like I said, you're going to lose at Miami, I feel. Because Miami, I feel, is still better, is one of the better teams in that co- in the ACC Central, right behind Virginia Tech. I think those two are the top two teams right now that will battle. Next, they're gonna, one of them is going to emerge out of that division. I mean, last year we saw what Miami did, starting off at 10-0 before falling late. Virginia Tech had a pretty half-decent mm-hmm. year last year. Pitt really struggled uh, last year. But I'll tell you right now. Right. I think right now you're going to see a rematch again, what happened in the ACC title game last year. And it could be the same outcome like last year. Clemson and Miami in the ACC and Charlotte 
with Clem Sewing, because I'll tell you right now, if you want my first four, and I want to get your opinions on both, both of you guys on the first four. Right now, if I'm t- casting the first okay. four for the playoffs this year, I'm going with Georgia. I'm going with Clemson. I'm going with Bama. You guys are thinking I'm going to say I'm going to nuts with this next pick. I'm going to say it's going to be someone like maybe Oklahoma. I really think Oklahoma can win the Big 12. Ooh. I'm telling you. I think Oklahoma, despite the fact they lost their star running back a couple weeks ago to injury, can still win that Big 12 division. I'll tell you right now, they beat West Virginia in Morgantown right after Thanksgiving. And if they beat Oklahoma State, which I think this year's in Stillwater, if you can win those two games in Morgantown and Stillwater, and I think if you beat TCU, which I'm still not sold on TCU, especially after last week. I thought TCU would have given Ohio State a game. But they faltered a little bit because they made some mistakes late. You're going to win the Big 12. I think those are the first four that I would cast right now. And as far as my championship game goes, I'm going to say it here and now. It will not be Clemson and Alabama. It's not going to beat them again for the fifth or sixth year in a row, how many years they've been playing for that title, even though it's been one of the greatest championship rivalries of the past. This year I'm going to go way outside the box. I'm picking Georgia, and I'm picking Oklahoma for the championship. And I'll tell you right now, I'm having Georgia win it at all. I think Georgia's a real deal. I think they're very, very good. Wow. They're very well coached, and their speed kills you. And believe me, I think Florida's going to find out the hard way at the end of October when they have that game in Jacksonville how fast this team can play. I mean, right now they haven't had a test yet. But I think once they play a Clemson or a team like Clemson or maybe possibly – or uh, yeah, a Clemson or maybe uh, – oh, no, they don't play Clemson in the division. If they play a team like LSU – or if they play a Florida, they'll see how fast they are. Even Alabama might find out how fast they are, because I think Georgia could beat Alabama. I really do. I, mean, I know I'm crazy, but I think Nick Saban could be in for a surprise this year. Georgia-Oklahoma for my championship, and I got Georgia winning it all this year. I think, I think this is the year of the dog. The dog's going to have a big bite in Athens. I think they're going to surprise some people. John, let me, give you your, let me get your first four. How do you see your first four looking at right now in your eyes? Virginia Tech. That's a good pick. That's Who not else? a bad pick. Of course, that's a sleeper, but that's a good pick. I like it. Okay. Penn State. Go ahead. Penn State. Ooh. That's Penn not State. bad. If they, yeah, if they, if, they, if they get by Michigan, Ohio State, and Wisconsin, they have a chance. Yeah, that's a good pick. Yep. Ohio okay. State, that's mine. Yeah. I mean, if they get, they, 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 they get by Penn State, yeah, that's true, because they play each other next week. That's going to be a good one. Okay. And who's your fourth player? What about do, does Boston have a college football yeah, BC. BC. Well, BC's three and zero right now, and they and they got a big test to do this week. But uh, they play at they they play up against Miami, and they're at home against Clemson and at Florida State. That that's not bad. That's pretty good. I like. Okay, so all right. And uh, who do, who's your who's your uh, playoff system look like? And who do you got winning it all? However, in the final two, Penn State and BC. Ooh. They have played each other before in a bowl game. That's a couple bowl games. That's not bad. Okay. So you're going a little outside the pool. You're going with some uh, dark horses here with BC and uh, uh, Penn State. But uh, I like your picking. That's pretty good. Okay. Okay. I like your selections. That's very good. All right, Anel. You're on the clock, my friend. What do you got as far as your first four look like right now? Hey, J.D. Yeah. Before Neil answers, I'm going to go on ahead and leave. Okay, we'll catch up with you at 9 o'clock for sure then. Thanks for coming on. All right, bro. I'll talk to you later. Right. See you on Revolution. Definitely. See ya. See, All right, see you later, uh, Neil. All right, see ya, John. 
All right, the human suplex machine. See ya. All right, the human suplex machine now leaving us now. I want to thank him for popping on. How are you joining us here and what has been a very, very good discussion here tonight, even though we did discuss a good bit of wrestling. We're also talking college football because sometimes we like to do that whenever we uh, have a moment free or two. But uh, right now, Anil's up on the clock here, but uh, John made some very bold picks, however, I got to say, however, especially with a couple of ACC teams like Virginia Tech and BC. I was surprised he went with BC on that, but I have not seen BC yet on television, I can honestly say, but I will be watching them, I'm sure, at the end of October, early November, when they play Miami and Virginia Tech. However, both, uh, they're both away for those games. So, yeah, they're both away for those games at uh, Miami. Or no, they're home against Miami, I should say, excuse me. And then they're at Virginia Tech before they play Clemson at home. So they got a tough three-week stretch, however, uh, like I said. So uh, that's going to be a very, very interesting uh, challenge for them, to say the least. So, uh We'll go to you uh, next, Danelle. What do you got as your first stuff for? Hmm. Yeah, this is hard. Um. Wow. So. Yeah. So. Um. Yeah, I don't want to go the first four. Um. I know. I know Ohio State's really good. Um. But they. Uh, yeah. So the tough. The tough games they have is uh, Michigan State and Michigan. So those. Those two are gonna be tough for Ohio State. I can't count them out either. Um, yeah, but 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 you but you look at but getting back to but you talk about Ohio. But look at Michigan. I mean, uh, Jim Harbaugh has really struggled, and not only that, the school of Michigan has really struggled against. Uh, I mean, the last like several years against uh, Mich- uh, Ohio State. And looking at uh, Ohio State, I mean, they got Penn State next week. Like you said, they got Michigan State coming up later on in November. That's going to be tough. They have no one tough the rest of the way. I mean, they got Michigan at home this year in the shoe, and they always find a way to beat them, whether it's in Ann Arbor or they beat them in Columbus. But uh, I'm thinking right now, the only two games, the only two games I see this year is that Penn State and Michigan State game. They don't get Iowa. They don't get Wisconsin, which I don't understand why they don't get Wisconsin, because I think still Wisconsin is one of the better teams out there, but they don't get them this year. They just got by TCU last week. Myers coming back this week to coach Tulane, and I'm surprised he's going to come back this week. I thought they would have held off till next week when he returned against Penn State, because I'll tell you, if he would have been there next week, the Penn State fans would have been all over him in a heartbeat. But so we're looking at next year's schedule, looking at Ohio State's schedule next year. Here's their schedule next year. Florida Atlantic at home, home against Cincy, home against Miami, Ohio, at Indiana, Nebraska, home against Michigan State, at Northwestern, home against Wisconsin, home against Maryland, at Rutgers, home against Penn State the week before the Michigan game. They pushed it back to the week before Michigan next year. We're talking. And then 2020 Mm. and 2021, they're doing a home-and-home series with Oregon. And then in 2022... In 2023, they're doing a home-and-home home series with Notre Dame again. So, if you want to check this out, by the way, folks, I will implore you to check out one of the best sites to check out for all your scheduling needs, fbsschedules.com. It has all your NFL future schedules and current schedules, as well as college schedules as well. That's fbsschedules.com. Okay, go on now with your next pick. Um. All right, so yeah, so the four picks. Okay, so so before, okay, one more thing before I do that. Um, so I looked at John's boys, right? West Virginia, um, or was it Virginia Tech? Virginia Tech. Oh, John is a Virginia Tech guy. Okay, so that's for West Virginia, right? So yeah, so they have a they have a tough schedule uh, for the last three games. So TCU number seventeen, TCU they play number six, fifteen. Mm-hmm. 
Oklahoma State, and then number five, Oklahoma. Wow. So West yeah, Virginia those teams will be very, very tough. Be a, plus, uh, you got, big plus, you got Texas, plus, you got Texas, I think, too, and I think that game's in Austin this year. So four tough games. But, yeah, those three I circled on my counter for WVU and Dana Holgerson. I, I look at those three games. are going to be tra- tra- tricky, tricky games right there. Um. All right, so, yeah, so I'm going to go with the top three, like you said. I'm going to go with – with Alabama, Georgia, and Clemson, and then uh, my fourth one will be um who I'm gonna go with LSU on this one. Okay. So you got OSU. But I think because uh, I think LSU is, uh, has a little uh, has a little breathing room in their schedule, I guess, because uh, they play Georgia, of course. Miss, uh, Mississippi State is a good one. Alabama always. Uh, they have a shootout, um, and yep, then they close yep, yep. it with Texas A&M. So I think um, I think LSU will be in fourth one. And then as far as playoff bracket, right? Okay, so I have LSU, Alabama, Georgia, Clemson. Okay. Yeah. Um, let's see. I think uh, it'll be Clemson, LSU, um, mm-hmm. on the fir- on the first side, and then it'll be one versus two on the other. Um, so I think out of that, let's see. Ooh. I think LSU will win. Will be Clemson, and mm-hmm. then I think uh, I think Georgia will be Alabama. So it'll be Georgia and Clemson, uh, Georgia and LSU in the in the finals. Yeah, now that would be in the BCS that championship. Would... So Georgia LSU. That would... Yep, that would that would be a very very good matchup. Like I said, that would be a very very good matchup. I agree, no question about it. Well, we'll see. Like I said, however, we are gonna. Like I said, I'm going to find out, however, mind you, however. Um, hold on a second. I'm just doing something here. Um, okay, here we go. Anyway, yeah, we'll see what happens, however. Uh, we'll have to definitely uh, watch, however, and keep an eye on that. But uh, we'll definitely watch it. Let's give you the number again, ladies and gentlemen. one 562 pounds for September 18, 2018, 9-18-18. Ladies and gentlemen, you got the human suplex machine who was with us earlier. We want to thank him for coming on the line. The Valve Stinking Elf Tales with me right now. And, of course, the uh, Iceman here as well. And, folks... On that note, we're going to kind of wrap it up here a little bit. However, we want to remind you that coming up on SmackDown tonight, we've got some interesting matches, including Andreas Cien almost taking on AJ Styles, Becky Lynch's uh, celebration for the championship, becoming a two-time champion after defeating Charlotte Flair. And we're going to start it off, obviously, with, of course, everyone's favorite reality show, little uh, little so-called uh, hero, if you will, but I call him personally not a hero. I call him names that, uh, let's just say, are R-rated at times, whether it be jackass, bull, boob, uh, moron, yachts, he's all those things, and then some, but of course, you know he's going to have his probably buddy with him, of course, his lovely wife, Maurice, which makes me want to gag, mind you, however, and of course, he's going to start off with his reality show, little, uh, TV show, if you will, so, uh, he'll be, uh, kicking us off to start SmackDown tonight, here in just a few moments. So, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so very much for listening to us tonight. We'll be back at 9 o'clock with, of course, Revolution. John, of course, will be supplying the birthdays and dates. GTS and I will have your news headlines for you. Of course, we'll talk more about the big upcoming meme between WWE and Impact that happened this past week, however, or last week, shall we say. What it was about and what was concerning, we'll let you know about it. But let's just say it was nothing pertaining to uh, uh, the company being put off the sale. But uh, it was a very interesting sit-down meeting, let's just say, however between WWE and TNA Global Impact. So, folks, uh, we'll talk more about that. We'll also let you know about the rating and everything like that. However, ladies and gentlemen, however, uh, coming up here 
at the 9 o'clock hour. So, folks, thank you so very much for listening to us tonight. We'll be back in the same time next week, ladies and gentlemen, however, with more uh, news, however, and excitement, however. So join us then, however. So for now, ladies and gentlemen, as we take you out tonight, I again do want to thank the Demon Suplex Machine and the Rouse Thinking Elf Hotel for joining us. This is the Iceman saying so long from Ringside. And as we take you out tonight, we're going to play for you a little funny clip from The Simpsons involving a very famous rock group, the Ramones, that uh, had a very funny tune for one particular Simpsons character. And what that was, we'll play for you and let you decide and what you like about it. So, so thank you very much. We'll talk to you again next week, ladies and gentlemen, at 7 o'clock, however, with the Wrestling Revisited Time Machine show once again. So for now, this is the Iceman saying so long from ringside. And as we close it out now, here are the Ramones with uh, a very funny clip from The Simpsons. So enjoy, and we'll talk to you soon. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.